Are you tired of bank transfer fees and low interest rates? Say hello to GoTime Bank. GoTime Bank offers interest rates 50 times higher than traditional banks and offers three free bank transfers to other banks per week. With GoTime Bank, you can make quick and easy transfers to other banks. Plus, enjoy higher interest rates of 3% per year on your savings. No minimum amount, no deposit caps, and no need to complete tasks or missions. As a Gokongwe Group Bank, you can trust GoTime Bank to keep your money safe and secure. Download the GoTime Bank app today and experience the next level of banking. Or you may visit www.gotime.com.ph for more details. Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me the hell, yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spoker. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are now listening and viewing the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Hey, cheers, 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 crowd. Thanks on board. I'm Romaran. This is Emil A.S.H. right beside me on the stream. Uh, as you can see, it's just the two of us. There is no Stan C tonight. Uh, there is no Chino Liao. But I have it on good authority that he is coming back next week. Uh, back to the Philippines, if you will. And no Rowan A.S.H. because he is busy with his schooling, uh, being the, the baby of the group. So maybe you'll see him over the summer. I don't know. We don't know. Maybe you'll see him next week. We'll be doing a special episode live from the Podcast Network Asia Studios. But before all of that stuff, Emil, how are you, man? I am doing great. Uh, like I said in the pre-show, I suffered from allergies this week, but I'm good to go for uh, tonight's uh, podcast. What did you think of Hope Summerana's big reveal? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I uh, made my comments uh, yeah. about that nung isang araw. And... Um, I am just irritated at those people who are like mad at her for doing what she did. I mean, it's it's her right. If you know she want to do things that she want to do, then you know she has all the right in the world to do that. So yeah, she doesn't owe anyone anything. Yeah, that's right. That's right. No, I mentioned this because uh, Champa, if you're well versed in our business, you would know that this is a common occurrence in pro wrestling, especially in the time of a competitor coming up and emerging to rival WWE. So some people have talked shit about WWE. People have talked shit about WCW before. So this, is, this isn't this is a new thing for us. And we'll talk about that a little more later when we talk about Brian Danielson versus MJF. But before that, Shempre, we have our Patreon program. And Shempre, we have a big pay-per-view event coming up this weekend. And Emil... 
will tell you all about those perks and that watch party when you sign up for our Patreon. All right, so AEW Revolution is in a couple of days, and we're going to have our watch party this time. And uh, watch party in a sense where you could watch the show alongside us in the Discord a stream because uh, I think the price of the pay per view for AW uh, is is too it's twenty dollars. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know it could be a lot for a lot of people, so I I don't yeah. blame you there. Yeah, so that's why we're having this watch party, and uh, you could join us and uh, enjoy the other perks of being a patron of our Patreon program Patrons. by some. Subs- Patreon of our Patreon program by subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. Of course, uh, other perks of uh, subscribing to our Patreon, you get to enjoy the watch parties. You get to join our Discord community where we talk about everything and anything under the sun. Of course, we talk about wrestling, but also we talk about uh, fashion, sports, gaming, food. And uh, yesterday we had a healthy discussion about, about the NBA. So, if you want to join us uh, in our Discord community, you are very welcome to do so. And another uh, perk of uh, subscribing to our Patreon is our Pasabais, which uh, the next one will come during WrestleMania season. So if you want to get authentic, legit WWE merch, you can Pasabay through the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. And lastly, the exclusive oh, wait, content. No, no. Uh, Nina's exclusive because I, I started making them free. Oh, yeah. I, I wanted more people to read our stuff, our thoughts, especially Rowan. He's um, He is working so hard on his SmackDown reviews every week. He does that right. on top of his schoolwork. He likes doing it anyway. He likes watching SmackDown. But yeah, so yeah carry on. All right, so you can also enjoy the review content. From the weekly wrestling shows like Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and Dynamite, and some local wrestling events as well. And uh, lastly, by subscribing to our Patreon, you are supporting the podcast and everything that we do here. So again, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as $5 or in our local currency, 260 to 270 pesos. Yon. Our friend Martin is cheering you on. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) On that note, um, you watch parties. Uh, Yes, we're still doing a Discord watch party for for Revolution, but we are cooking other things up uh, in the works. Yes. um, Do that, LeBron. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. Is it not? Harden. James Harden. James Harden. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry. My bad. Casual. (laughs) Na out ako sa casual. But uh, yeah, um, we will be doing more in-person events. Um, actually, some people have already, but you know, uh, the venues have asked us to do more events with them, more watch parties. So I think or I fully believe that the age of the online Discord watch party may just be coming to an end, barring another <laughs> pandemic, you know. <laughs> uh, but yes. For those who have been asking, especially for that big watch party, if you know, you know, stay tuned because we will be giving you some good news that you have been wanting for quite a while. All right. All right. So, again, let's carry on and uh, start with the uh, the official meat of this episode of this live stream, if you will, the wrestling talk, what you came here for. Let's start with WWE. And it is WrestleMania season, but we have to get Revolution out of the way. But there have been rumors that the two-night WrestleMania event will be... I don't know if it's going to be a lot shorter, but it will be shorter. 
I don't know what that means specifically for both nights. I, if I remember correctly, last year, they were just at least three hours, max four hours. It didn't really take long. It was a lot easier to watch. But I believe that my guess for this year, Triple H wants it to be shorter. So my guess is um, it could be three hours max. Some people on the roster are upset because that means hindi sila makakapag, ano, makakapag uh, wrestle on the card, right? So there is no Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal on the pre-show. I don't even know if there's going to be a pre-show match, uh, a pre-show card. But if there isn't, I wouldn't mind. You know, Emil, before I talk about my thoughts, what are your thoughts on this reportedly shorter WrestleMania? I actually love the idea of having shorter uh, manias because... That's been our number one complaint with WrestleMania over the past few years. I mean, not after the two days, but before that, you know, the, the manias are just too long because they're trying to fit everyone in. We have seen the trends of Triple H uh, in his uh, premium live events ever since he took over that uh, lesser matches, but more time for each matches. So I expect him to do the same at WrestleMania. So for us fans... It's going to be great. But of course, for some of the wrestlers who wants that WrestleMania payday, it's, it is unfortunate, sadly, for them. And you know, it's an idea. It's just bring back the, the Battle Royal for, for all of the wrestlers who wants to get in on the card. I mean, maybe do it on a pre-show. Maybe do it as a cool-off match. So as much as you want to fit everyone in, it's not going to be possible that you, you can fit everyone in and you expect that the WrestleMania card will be great beginning to end. Because like we have seen in previous WrestleManias, towards the middle if you have so many matches scrammed up in there. Yeah, it's a very complex issue. It's a complex conversation. And I can offer like two different perspectives on this. Tamaha, yes. Um, I think we're all in agreement as fans that we want a shorter show, that a longer show is only going to be exhausting. Um, even though it's two nights, two days, uh, you don't want to spend like one sixth of your life, of your day, watching an event. If you've been watching our live events here in the Philippines, there is a tendency before, I don't know now, that it can go that long. Sometimes it does here um, right now, but and it really is an exhausting effort, even though the, the, the work is good, the action is good. As a wrestler, though, uh, I understand if you miss out on a big payday. WrestleMania is always a big payday. That is a that is the biggest pay per view premium live event of the year. Kaya, um, there is definitely a bigger paycheck attached to that. And if you don't get to be on that show, you don't get that. What more young accomplishments, more But like if you're like a street prophets who uh, have been busting their ass all year, and then you still don't get a chance to. Do what you do and, you know, grab that brass ring at the biggest show of the year. That's also kind of sad. It's also pretty sad. So a lot of feelings going around. Um, I, I definitely understand both sides. Siguro, um, siguro the, the best workaround here is that uh, we'll take Bruce's suggestion here in the chat. We'll have a battle royal on the SmackDown before WrestleMania. And then I suggest... You pay the people who are working that show as though it were WrestleMania. Right? So isn't that fair? I mean, like the WWE is is raking in billions every year, I assume. Right? Could they not spare some more cash for the biggest event of the year? 
So you know, um, I think that's a fair ask, naman. You know, I don't think that it's gonna bankrupt you if you give the boys and girls a little, a little something extra. All right. Yeah, I think SmackDown's gonna have the Memorial Battle Royal, like they did. Did they do it last year? I know they did it a couple of years ago, but I'm not sure if they did it last year. Okay. Do you have anything else to mention to talk about with regard to this point? No, I think we we have said everything that uh, we want to say. You know, as a fan, it's great. But uh, we also understand it from the wrestlers' point of view. And I hope everyone gets gets their payday. Because we served lahat after the year that they had where uh, the product became better and uh, you saw some of the wrestlers really grew in front of our eyes. Like, for example, Chad Gable. Like, you saw that guy who was treated as a joke before Triple H took over. And then you you see the develop, you see the growth of him in the main roster. And sadly, you won't see him at WrestleMania. So, like, also what you said about the Street Profits, I'm sure they put in all the time and effort to be featured more, but then they won't get to be, you know, in the biggest show of the year. So on the wrestler's point of view, also you also understand, but I think the shorter cards, like they're going to be great for us. Yeah. Just talking about Martin's comments here real quick. Uh, do the people at NXT stand and deliver also get a WrestleMania payday? Um, I don't know if it's that much, but I think it's still, you know, a pay-per-view payday, which is still bigger than your TV app, your TV show and live events payday. So I think they get on it. What else? What else? Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, our next point from this week's episode of Raw, the main event was a women's tag team championship match. And Becky Lynch and Lita are your new women's tag team champions. What did you think of this, Emil? Nagulat ako when I saw this one. Um... But I guess it legitimized the claims of Dakota Kai being legit injured. And therefore, she cannot work WrestleMania. She cannot do much in the ring right now that they would let Damage Control lose the championships. Not going to talk it to WrestleMania because usually title changes uh, after the Rumble and Mania between, in that time, super rare. But this one, we got this one title change. And... Lita, who would have, who would have thought? Like it, that wasn't in our bingo card at the beginning of the year that we will get uh, Lita winning a, a, a championship uh, this late in her career. But um, it, it was a great moment, and I think this is this the first time that Becky won the tag team title. Yes, this this yeah. made her the the latest triple crown. Yeah, the, oh, yeah, so another achievement yeah. uh, for Becky Lynch. So I am still not sure what are going to be the plans for them at WrestleMania, but. That moment on Raw was, was great. Seeing also Trish back and Trish and Lita uh, side by side there. And uh, yeah, it was a great moment. Uh, I still think that they're going to pull off a six-woman tag match at WrestleMania. So Becky, Bay- uh, Becky, Lita, Trish versus Damage Control. That was, I could, or they could be defending in championships against Ronda and Shayna on the second night, maybe. So there, there could be that. Uh, Shambhara, we don't know until we get closer to WrestleMania. Uh, I thought that was cool. I thought this was a cool moment. Um, at first, when I saw it, I, I, I actually watched Raw after the show because I do not have time anymore to catch it live. Uh, that's how I prefer to watch the show anyway. Um, I didn't think much of it, and then I saw the match, and it was pretty fun. It was pretty good. Um, uh, was this... Uh, uh, 
Ano bang, anong city to tonight, this week? I forgot what the city was. Um, I don't know. Actually, yeah, I, for, I forgot the city was, but the city was good because they they cheered for everything. Um, it was a hot match. Uh, Trish coming out was received very well, so it added to that atmosphere. It was a pretty fun moment, and I realized then at that point now it, it was pretty shocking because you wouldn't think that uh, one this match would happen on Raw, and two that the titles would actually change on Raw. So that was pretty fun. And then this booking decision, um, you guys, some of you guys are too young to remember this, but this was reminiscent of that tag team championship run that Edge and Hulk Hogan had in 2002. So similar story, Edge was a big Hulkamaniac as a child. And then when Hulk came back, uh, you know, um, with the NWO in the, in the early 2000s, he, they apparently gave him a chance to team with Hulk. And then they won the tag team championships for a short while. So this is kind of the same. Yeah, sorry. Did they win this the tag titles against the Un-Americans? I don't remember who they won it from. I think. Uh, <laughs> you know what that? I I cannot tell you who they won it from. Uh, it could be like Angle and Benoit or Los Guerreros. I I can't remember. Uh, somebody in the chat could probably even Billy and Chuck. They beat Billy and Chuck. So Billy and Chuck was still a thing at that point. So that was pretty much 2002 because uh, Billy and Chuck were still together. No, I'll trust Martin's take on this more. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it was the same. Becky was a big fan of Lita, something I didn't know until recently. And then they got a chance to team with each other and then they won. So that was a pretty cool moment. Uh, not a bad thing because uh, as we've been all talking about, um, there wasn't really much movement in the women's tag team division scene. I've always wanted them to to do something with the championships. And then now they did something with the championships and it, it was pretty good. I think it was well-earned. Uh, Becky deserved in her triple crown uh, achievement. So that was pretty cool. Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna I I didn't realize the Edge and Lita connection. So that's a, that's a thing. I'm sure they're cool with each other backstage. You know. And uh, Road the City Pala of Raw uh, this week was in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I yes, Grand up. Rapids. Yes, they set the record for the biggest attendance to Grand Rapids, and that goes to show how much better. Um, Raw has been in general, not all the time, but in general, that under Triple H, nah, they would really draw crowds, right? So that's pretty cool of them. All right? Uh, anything else, Emil, about this? About um, this point? You, you know, yun lang yung concern ko with this one. Like, what is going to be the plans uh, afterwards? Because, I mean, as much as we love seeing Lita every week, she's not really an active competitor. So you'll think she will lose these titles at some point. Oh, yeah, Soon. for sure. Yeah. So you'll do that. Lita did kind of okay. Like, I mean, people I mean, people expected her to do the moonsault. She nailed it perfectly. So she cashes her check with that. All right. Let's move on to the next slide. Maybe it's producer Julio Young. A matchup that Martin really loves. <laughs> <laughs> Brock Lesnar versus Omas is official for WrestleMania Goes Hollywood. Saying hey to Rowan ASH, hey, hi, who is Rowan. joining us from online class. Uh, we hope to have him here with us next week. I so said we're we're doing a special episode. Uh, so a for for Rowan. All right, Brock versus Omas. So this wasn't the the big thing that people were expecting. Apparently, they offered him Bray Wyatt. 
see Brock. So uh, if you can imagine that, they offered that to him. And Brock, rightfully, in my opinion, turned it down. So now we have Brock versus Omas. And another nuance of this is that uh, wrestle votes on Twitter said or insinuated that someone very high up, very powerful and very controversial pushed for this match. And it, you know, it's the kind of match that that guy, that old man would have loved to see and would have put on, on WrestleMania. So there is, I guess if that's true, there is some influence being exerted by the old man. So he's not, completely dead yet but you know nobody really wants him back and i guess we're you know na pinagbigyan pinagbigyan siya si si tanda si dolo okay so a lot of things to break down here first of all would you have bought Brock Lesnar versus Bray Wyatt no no i mean this the Brock versus Bray match was i think 5 years or 6 years too late because i remember if uh, if uh, my memory serves correct, they teased this match when Wyatt was still the Wyatt family, Bray Wyatt, in the 2016 Royal Rumble. I, re- I remember that moment. And I was so excited at that point of the possibility of that Bray Wyatt versus Brock Lesnar. But 2022 Bray Wyatt against Brock Lesnar? No, I uh, don't want that. I wouldn't be excited for that match. Yeah. Uh... I don't know what it says or how Bray would take it. Nah, a big star like Brock literally turned him down for a story. I would hope that that kind of serves as a kick in the ass for you know the bullshit he's been putting us through. And I, I already feel bad for Bobby Lashley. Like he's he's stuck in this weird story. <laughs> he it doesn't seem like he knows what to make of it. You know, so but I mean, good for Brock. Not good for Lashley. I, I think Lashley didn't deserve this. I don't think anyone deserves getting caught up in Bray Wyatt's masturbatory uh, creative expression, if you will. Saka, uh, ani, saka, even though I think some of us doesn't really love the Brock Lashley story, I think that story deserved an ending at WrestleMania. Because like they've been building up this match ever since, what, November? And natapos lang sa, elim- sa elimination chamber, so I, for for as a fan of Bobby Lashley, nabite na ako with their rivalry, and I wish they could have had like a stipulated match at WrestleMania with the way the elimination chamber match ended. So I am surprised why did they go this route. So imbis na one match lang sila Brock and Bobby, they went. You know, two separate streets of now Brock is facing Omas and Bobby Lashley is in this, uh, I don't know what the hell storyline with, with Bray Wyatt. So as a fan, yun lang yung hilanakit ko dito. I wish we could have seen uh, a third. I think this would have been the third match, right? If they did it at Mania. So I wish we could have seen that. But now we have this. So I, I don't Actually, know. Yeah, actually, that, that was my next question. What do you think? I mean, for me, because I think I still think that this is a red herring. Like, no way that we're getting Omos for Brock Lesnar. So I am still kind of hold. not that I care about either guy right now, but I'm still holding out for, you know, a swerve here. Like, 
it's going to end up being Bobby Pala or, you know, the rest of the Hurt business. Although Bobby's already locked in with Bray. So what do you think? Is this going to be, is this a red herring to begin with? Um, I wish it was. <laughs> I wish, I wish it, it could be a red herring. But, ano eh, um, wala pa, ano eh, wala pa tayo nakikita na nag-reconcile na si MVP and Bobby Lashley for to be, for it to be a red herring. So, you know, with the rumors that this was pushed by some old guy that we know, it looks like this is going to be set in stone. And as much as we like it or not, it is what it is. Yeah. Sadly, sadly. All right. Before we move on to, oh, before we move on, I guess you have said everything you needed to say. I guess this is like a mid-card match for Brock now. Like, uh, we'll, t- we'll predict it uh, when we get closer to WrestleMania. Pero this is, I guess, this stage in Brock's career. Now. He's just in the mid-card and he's no longer the main featured attraction. So I guess it doesn't hurt me so much that he got almost Omos. But I guess if you're, if you're a Brock fan, this would hurt you as well. You know? So uh, it is what it is. I, I, I'm sorry for you guys. And I'm sorry for all the last fans. Let's be honest. How long would this match go? Like three? Yeah, five minutes? yeah exactly. I don't see it going past six minutes. So uh, it's going to be quick and dirty for everyone involved. All right. Before we move on to our AEW Revolution predictions, let's take a quick break and hear from our fellow podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. All right, we're back. Uh, Rom here uh, in, in chat agrees with your uh, agrees with your assessment. Nah, Bray and Brock should have happened like seven years ago. So I guess that's right. I I, I don't even remember that anymore. <laughs> you know, it's been that long. My memory is shot. All right, let's move on to our AEW Revolution predictions. We have a shorter card to predict this year. And before we start, Inya, uh one hour of this show will be dedicated to this match, um, the Iron Man match for the World uh, World Championship. So that leaves us with a, with a card of only eight matches. This is big because the previous cards were like 11, 13, counting the kickoff show. And now, uh, I guess, mercifully, Tony Khan has shortened it for us, you know? Uh what do you think of this, Emil? Are we? Yeah. Is this going to be as exhausting? Because even if it is shorter, there is like an entire hour of wrestling at the at the very end. The thing now, you know, I always said about AEW pay per views, like no matter how short or no matter how long a card is, TK isn't that great of arranging or putting the matches like in order, because. Usually, is the first three matches would be all it will be all like bangers. So, pagdating ng fourth and the middle of the card, sobrang pagod na yung crowd, and they would try to pick it up at the end. But you know, the, the crowd is all exhausted. So, yes, a shorter card will be beneficial, but for me, it still depends on how Tony Khan would arrange this match from the what is going to be the start, the first match, and the next one, the next one, the next one until the last one. He should make sure and uh, he should put like cool off matches in between, just like the WWE. That's just like how the WWE does it. Um, after a really great match where the crowd is all all wild up, you would put in a match where you know the purpose of that match is kind of a cool off where the fans can like you know can settle down, breathe again, and parang hindi sila mapagod. 
So for me, you know, a shorter card is great, but it all depends on how TK would arrange it. Yeah. Um, in yeah, uh, it's gonna be a tough sell. But I think naman for this card because it is just eight matches. I believe that they did a good job of actually putting on the matches that are the stories that everyone wanted to see. I think Hados without a tap on even the the least pinag effort on the matches. Um, I I think they uh, they still deserve to be culminated in uh, on the show on the pay per view. So okay, na rin, I guess. Remember, there are still matches that could have been left off on the dynamite. Uh, on to a dynamite card. Like it's a good thing that they decided to hold the the tag team Casino Royale sa ano sa dynamite today. And the and, ladder match. Yeah, the, the ladder match. The, the face of the revolution ladder match. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. So I hope that he does that more. Um I think I mean AEW was built on the premise of listening to fans. And more and more say we have found out that Tony Khan doesn't quite listen to them as much as we would want him to. So I hope that this is like a corner that he has turned. All right, let's move on to the, the first match. First is the match that was finalized today. Christian versus Jungle Jack Perry, as JR likes to call him. So, they have been telling this story since before All Out. Before, since uh, Full Gear, I think. Since All Out, Full Gear. Um, it's, been, it's been months. Um, they have stretched this, stretched it as much as it, as much as they could. Christian suffered an injury and all of that. It's been on the back of people's minds, which I guess has kept it kind of fresh, but that doesn't quite save it as well from you know wanting everyone to just move on. So uh, a lot of things are missing here. We still don't know why Luchasaurus turned on Christian or even where Luchasaurus is. He hasn't appeared with Christian since he came back, so that's pretty weird as well. Uh, so, again, Emil, what is your who is your pick to win this match, and what are your thoughts? Um, Jungle Boy. Um, the, the purpose of this story is to put over Jungle Boy. Like from the from the moment Christian turned on Jungle Boy, we all know the ending of this story, and that's Jungle Boy is going over because that's the that's the role of Christian in these stories to put him over, make a new star. The only question I have is, where the hell is Luchasaurus? Like, yeah. like uh, is he getting repackaged or what happened to him? Like, um, Christian brought him to protect himself from Jungle Boy, but now Christian doesn't need him anymore. So I, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, um, Jungle Boy wins because like uh, this is like the ending that we're supposed to get uh, at full. Uh, when, when did they face? Like, like full, full year? Yeah. Like I think that was the ending, talaga. And now they're gonna they're gonna finally do it, and then Jungle Boy can go back to moving on and doing other things because he was starting to do that already. And then Christian Christian just so became healthy, so they decided to run this back again one last time. I guess just to finish it. So Jungle Boy would win. Yeah, I agree. Um, I know Jungle Boy did win the last match, so uh, this is more like beating a dead horse, but um. I hope they do something different. Like this, this graphic here, this this video package that he yeah, did, so Kanina, uh, implies a buried alive match. So <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe he's gonna be like the new Undertaker. Yeah, oh, Glenn Sorry, I, I can't. I can't remember. 
the whole thing. I can't remember the thing at all. That's how bad my memory is. So, oh, I see. Let's do Christian and let's finally end this once and for all. All right, moving on to the next match. Uh, the trios championship match between the elite and the house of black. So, uh, somebody had complained that this was like the worst built match on the card because, um, we just got a bunch of blackout moments and remember, the occasional or the regular vague House of Black promo. It doesn't seem like they're a major, major threat. Uh, so what do you what do you think of this, Emil? Yeah, um, as much as I want House of Black to finally win something, they didn't really build up this match. Eh? They were, they they just did a couple of couple of moments here and there, but. Yeah, uh, for me, this is the elite. The elite will still retain the titles. They did look strong this week. Um, and wrestling logic will tell you that that means they're losing. But I actually do want the House of Black to win. Malachi Black chose to stay in AEW when he could have gone back to WWE. And I think he should be rewarded for this. Because this guy has expressed unhappiness about, you know, uh, not being given a real direction in AEW. So I guess, I mean, I, it should be time, you know, to finally give him and, you know, the Buddy Matthews and Brody King something great to chew on, you know. Let's throw them a bone. The Elite have already proven that they're good champions. They already did their, you know, best of seven series. It's been great. Uh, that was a good moment. That was a good series. That was a good playoffs. So I think it's time to pass the potatoes. I'm just excited that we're going to get Kenny versus Buddy Murphy. That's one of the match that I've always wanted for a long time because when I watch Murphy, especially back when he was still in, in 205 Live, he's like the the WWE's uh, answer to Kenny Omega. <laughs> and now yeah, he's no, gonna... no, no. It, it wasn't the WWE's answer to Kenny Omega. He was re- literally stealing moves from NJPW wrestlers. So <laughs> yeah. obviously uh, he wanted to be on NJPW. So he did the NJPW stuff. Like his finisher is literally the no, the Ibushi finisher. Yeah. The Kamigoye. The Kamigoye. Right? So obviously he he and his finisher was also the Shingo finisher as well. So you can tell where his influences were. And yeah, I agree that it will be a good match, but a good matchup to have Buddy Matthews go up against Kenny Omega. All right, let's move on to the next match of the card. Samoa Joe versus Wardlow for I believe it's just the TNT Championship or the... Yes, TNT. TNT just now. the TNT Championship. So uh, this is a match that I'm okay with. Um, Wardlow has also kind of stopped his momentum. I think he... Something happened to him. I can't remember if he had an injury or something he did that caused him to take time off, which is why he, um, he lost so quickly. Yeah, um, it's gonna be fun. Oh, what do you think, Emil, of this of this matchup? Who's gonna win? I think it's gonna be Wardlow. I mean, they the one the one sign uh, I know Wardlow was gonna, was gonna win is they produced vignettes about him trying to put him over uh, over the last few weeks, and he just came back. So uh, you have to give the guy who just came back some momentum. And I always thought this story was really ending with Wardo going over. Because of the injury and they need... So he had to lose the titles because I think he got injured or something. So, But the all the story was always supposed to be Wardlow going over Joe. I mean, Joe was just there to put him over. So um, it's Wardlow's time and uh, giving back the TNT title. Although 
On the other hand, I won't mind Wardlow losing as long as the next feud that he does is they need to revisit the the feud he had with MJF. Yeah, I agree. If he's not going to win this one, I want him to go after MJF. So if he wins, okay. If he doesn't, I want him to move on to the to the next big thing. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I I enjoy Joe a lot, especially as champion. Uh. It all signs are pointing to a Wardlow win, but I wouldn't mind another Joe. You know, a, a longer Joe reign. Um. It's just weird that the the flip flopping they do with the TNT Championship, but again, it's a TV Championship, so okay lang, I guess it's part of the mid card mystique or the mid card um, characteristic of the TNT Championship. And if he loses, he'll always have the ROH Championship as well. So okay lang, I guess. Um, so yeah, uh, obviously, or it seems obvious rather that Wardlow is gonna get his championship back. All right, uh, next match on the card. Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks. Another feud that just won't end. Ricky already beat Jericho once. So again, we don't know why this feud is still happening. Uh-huh. I don't know how you have Jericho win again. I think after all the all the victories Ricky Starks had over the rest of the JAS, it kind of feels silly if he just loses to Jericho again, unless uh, the JAS makes him lose. And then we're going to get this feud for another couple of months. Uh, I am actually immune now. So JAS, so dynamite when the JAS are on, I just don't, I just don't mind them because I've been, I've been tired of this stick for so long. And I, I just, yeah, I'm going to agree with Julian here. I just want it to end. And and I mean, like Jericho will win and Magtutor does the action and ready on Ricky Starks, which that's going to be the worst. Uh, no, um, ending possible. if action and ready turns on Ricky Starks, as long as he doesn't join JS, yeah, I'll be all for that view. You know, that's that's going to be fine. But yeah, you're right. As much as I like. Daniel Garcia and to an extent Sammy Guevara and the 2.0 guys. Uh, I do think the JAS has run its course. Um, it was fun for the first few months. It gave people the opportunity to be on TV, but I think um, the whole point of the f- of the faction has pretty much passed us by. So I think everyone involved needs a new direction, especially Garcia, who I really wanted to turn face during that feud with Danielson. So, the so, so point of JAS in the first place was to combat the BCC or the, any other yeah, exactly, factions yeah. in the roster. But, but now, who are the big factions sa AEW? So they need to end this. And uh, Jericho really needs to slow down on having longer feuds. It's a long-term storyline and a long-term feud. So he just needs to go away for a while. I'm tired of, of Jericho. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I mean, Jericho's still good. Like I, I still enjoy match, his matches and he still puts in the work. So that's credit to him. But I do think he needs a breather from the show. I think Dynamite and Rampage, to that extent, have enough star power to get by without him. It's not 2019 anymore. It's not uh, him and Cody Rhodes being the only stars <laughs> on, on AEW anymore. Right? So, pwede na. Pwede na siyang magpahinga. Pahinga ka na tito. 
All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? I wanted to address but, uh, Aaron's comment here in the chat. What if this is setting up for a Ricky Starks-led faction? Um, the last time Ricky Starks was in a faction in the stable, which is Team Taz, he really didn't stand out much. Like, Even though they were grooming Brian Cage to be the guy in Team Taz, um, he just they just went back to Ricky. And then it all got lost in the shuffle when Powerhouse Hobbs turned on him. So I don't want Ricky to be in a faction for now. I think he there is a lot of space to be explored as a single star. Uh, I just want to say, you know, uh, the our graphic has everyone is banned from ringside, but they changed it. It's only the JAS are not allowed ringside. So all right, so there there is a thing for Action and Dreddy to come in. So expect an interference, but it's not going to be from J from the JAS. Yeah. So yeah, before we move on with the, the second half of the card, anything else? Uh, that was it, Emilio. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. All right. Before we move on to the second half of the card, let's take another quick break and hear from our fellow podcast on Podcast Network Asia. All right. If you made it to this point, you are listening to the audio only episode, the bonus discussion that we have on the podcast, pretty much things that didn't make the cut off the live stream. So we're trying something different today. Um, we, Emil and I, Emilia Sage and I, have some a couple of things to get off our chest. We want to have some hot takes and we want to explain them a little more. So, uh, so again, Emil, let's start with you. Um, you have a good point that I want to chime in on. Yeah, and uh, so this hot take, no, actually I've been vocal about this on social media. If you've been following me on Twitter or on Facebook, I've been very vocal about this. And I think people, like, the, the comments that, um, the, the videos or the reels that, uh, or the local wrestling, uh, shows, uh, been posting on social media, parang mas madaming negative comments about Philippine wrestling than great comments. And I, and I, like, for me, there, like, there's two types of people who, there, there's two types of people. The one who, those who don't really care about wrestling, so they don't, so they don't comment. They don't, they, they don't know wrestling. They're not wrestling fans. It's all good. Okay, lang yun. Now they, <laughs> now they don't comment. Like they don't say anything. And then the second one, I, I feel like most of these people who are talking shit about Philippine wrestling are wrestling fans. They, but they, like the, in their minds, the only thing that they know is WWE or maybe a bit of AEW or any other promotions but they love these are wrestling fans self-proclaimed wrestling fans but they also they, they shit on Philippine wrestling like it's a whole different thing and sobrang nainis na ako when I when I when I stumble upon videos tapos ay kita ko uy madaming ano madaming comment pag tingin ko na comment it's it's the same thing. It's the same old. It's the same old shit, and it's not even constructive criticism because I know a constructive criticism when I see one. Most of these people are just, you know, hateful. Like they, they, they say these mean things. They um, mga mostly sila yung mga nabasa ko. Ah, di naman tumatama. So but ano ganon and ano and the the commenting on on things that they. Really don't have an idea. Uh, they don't have idea about about it. So, 
ano na, naka nakailis lang minsan and they actually touched upon this on the eyewitness documentary if they if you haven't watched this um it was shown i think a month or a month ago or a few yeah, weeks month, ago month, yeah yeah a month ago where they just for a bit though they they, they touched on it that uh philippine wrestling gets too much flack from from the netizens and And yun nga, and and yung pinaka nakainis pa dito is most of these people are probably wrestling fans as well, which I don't know, like really it really irks me, it, it really annoys me. And kung talagang fan ka ng wrestling, you not that you'll support all wrestling, but at least you have a you have a perspective about about everything. Now, Philippine wrestling is, is even though. You know, we have promotions going all the way back years ago. Is it? Uh, it, it is still in its infancy, and we are still in the growing stage. So we expect us in WWE levels of like uh of pro wrestling. Like no, it's, it take it it take yeah uh, it takes years. You know, and so kung ayon palang like how would how would the industry grow into the into what your expectations are expectations about about wrestling so yun lang um medyo medyo no no wala sa that's fine and that's I, 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 I still follow you i still follow you you're, you're making sense that's, that's uh that's my feelings about it and i mean um see lagi for those people who Again, I guess I guess most of these are wrestling fans. Um, for those people who talk shit about how our wrestlers wrestle or the way the way our wrestling is, I always I always tweet that I would dare them to just take one back bump, just just one, and see if or how they feel about 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 it. And may mga tao din naman who, who of course you have the your, your usual uh, wrestling is fake, but I don't really care about those because that 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 hasn't been debunked long long time ago. I'm just talking about those people who are self-proclaimed wrestling fans who shit on on our product. Like I know it's not perfect, but you know it's you know it it's different from. The constructive criticism that is valid. So yeah. Okay, uh, that's a that's a lot. That's a lot of feelings. Lot. <laughs> um, as a guy who has been in the industry for nine years, nine years, almost nine years, before that, uh, I've I've seen all of these. I've seen all of these comments. I've been the joke, the butt of the joke of some of these comments. I post my own shit. I post my own highlights and get some of these comments as well. Uh, I largely agree with you. Yes, you're right. Definitely right. Nothing you said was wrong, except for the fact that you thought that everyone who was bashing are wrestling fans. So I'm actually going to correct you there and say okay, okay. that uh, a lot of these people who take a shit on Philippine wrestling because it's imperfect, because we're inexperienced, because uh, it doesn't look as good as uh, Major league wrestling around the world, not even Western, just major league. I say you can still be, um, you can still have, you can still run a shitty small promotion in the in the US or in the UK. So these guys don't understand our fandom. It's not just what we do, but the fandom as well. 
So, okay. a lot of these guys are napapadaan sa, sa, sa mga posts, sa mga video. They don't know it. They, they're just from the outside looking in. They're not re- they're not fans at all. They're not, I'm not even going to say they're real fans. I'm just going to say that they're not fans at all. Because they see wrestling as something to laugh at in the first place. Whether it's us or whether it's WWE. The highest form of uh, of the art in the world. WWE, right? And if you're already of the mindset that wrestling is silly because it's fake, then you're never going to get won over by any of this. Unless maybe you go to a live event and have a really good time. Which has happened a lot. You know, not just here, but everywhere. So, Yumaya, that's that's the wrong thing you mentioned. They're not fans. Okay. All right. Apologize. And, Apologies for that. And if they do know of wrestling, they only know it from a really, really casual standpoint. Okay. From a really, really casual place. Like, uh, you are a fan who has heard of WWE. You have heard of their big stars, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Triple H, Undertaker, John Cena. You've heard of those guys, but your interest ends there or never was there to begin with. That's exactly the union. Union point. Yeah. No, no, no. But they're yeah. not fans. They just people. Okay. They're just people who have heard of WWE. All right, got who, it. who barely <laughs> know wrestling. They have put them, they, they have put wrestling in the periphery, if you will. So when you are dealing with those people, you're never gonna get anywhere with them because uh they're always gonna think they're, they're always gonna have the idea of WWE and the body types that the uh, the WWE of um of the mid 2000s if you will the early 2000s the 90s have have uh, made popular about the the muscle the muscle guys the body guys the bodybuilders uh all of those athletic looking guys and they don't understand they don't understand that it takes a whole lot of dedication to get to that point um physique wise even and conditioning wise and athleticism wise um they don't understand that the professional and professional wrestler means someone who is fully dedicated to it as a way of life which is just not possible at this time here in the Philippines so they yeah, don't get that uh, sorry and you know yung, yung, yung sa yung sa dedication like most of the wrestlers like uh, most of the guys that you have interviewed in the past like like almost all of them have day jobs yeah exactly right? and they only train on the weekends yeah so you gotta understand they uh, people have to understand it as well when when uh, talking about you know when talking about the wrestling yeah yeah the wwe and aw guys that we have interviewed before are the only ones without day jobs i mean day job is the actual wrestling um the real fans even not even you know by real fan i don't just mean person who watches anything else uh, anything else in addition to WWE but even you know someone who pays close attention to WWE knows that it's just you know it's just a more complex situation than that you don't have to be a bodybuilder you don't have to be uh, a really ripped looking athlete like you have guys like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and you know Otis or and those guys who don't fit that mold and if you're a, if you are worth your salt as a fan you would know all these things and you would accept that not everyone is going to be you know full-time athlete levels of aesthetics so those are the those are the fans we should be playing to actually 
I actually don't agree with the entire idea of trying to go mainstream, not mainstream wrestling fans, but mainstream local culture, because it's just not going to happen. Filipinos are some of the stupidest and most toxic people in the world. They're fucking stupid. <laughs> They're fucking toxic. And yeah. I don't think we're ever going to get to a point where wrestling is going to be this mainstream thing. The way that the series are, the way Al, you know, Al Dub was, you know, uh, not because we're never going to be good enough, but because we're never going to be good enough for those people, the people we're supposed to make money off, off of, right? So, sayang na, sayang na. I feel like it's a futile endeavor. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry about saying like. like no, no, no. That it's was, fine. No, it's that was fine. actually the. the, I, the I, no, no, no. It's no problem because I have been observing this for almost a decade now because I am in the thick of it. Yeah. So I can tell you which fans are actually worth uh worth um satisfying when it comes to our work. Right? So and it's definitely not the not the people who don't know anything about us and what we yeah. do. So yeah. Sayana, is it is it sad that we go viral for the wrong reasons? Yeah. But you know, I guess the, the silver lining of that is if it helps. You know, if it helps the people who don't know there is a wrestling scene here in the Philippines who are hardcore fans who want to consume or to be proud of something that's our own, then it'll be good. I mean, it's a good thing. It's a good trade for all the bad comments that we get. It, it sucks, but uh, I just wish we'd stop trying to win over those who cannot be won over, you know. All right, that's actually a good point. And uh, another, another thing... Um, Actually, this is more of a pet peeve, like talking, like talking about people who are, who are, um, shitting on people who are wrestling fans. This is actually a pet peeve of mine because when I was in school, I'd always watch wrestling celebrity. Like that's yeah. my, that's my place. Yeah. You know, I would always like some, some, some of these are, some of these people are even my friends, but they're my friends. So they're cool. But there are other people who, would always they would see me watching wrestling, and the first thing they would say is that you know that's that's sh- that, yeah it's fake that's right? Just fake right yeah like <laughs> like I'm annoyed with that every time because I mean no I'm watching wrestling so I know that it's not fake it's scripted and I'm enjoying it the way the same way that people are enjoying their movies enjoying their their teleseries enjoying their series to each their own and uh, I I would just like that to break the stigma I guess of of people ridiculing people who are or who are wrestling fans are watching wrestling that you know you, you can enjoy what you want and wrestling just one of those so yeah, yeah um, say, it, it's a weird thing that people who don't who aren't wrestling fans they think that we must or a sport must be real for it to be enjoyable when you know yeah. uh they don't realize a lot of them don't realize that when a sport becomes or when uh, when a game becomes entertaining it's because you know that's how you want the game to go but real life doesn't always go that way you oftentimes it's going to be like a blowout or you know a first round knockout i mean we saw it's a it's a manny pacquiao ricky Haddon fight it was over in two two rounds (laughs) and nobody wanted that because everybody wanted the the highly scripted uh 
fights that you would see in a Rocky movie, you know? And they don't yeah. realize that because, again, they're not just Filipinos this time, but non-wrestling fans are also pretty stupid about wrestling. <laughs> yeah, and whenever there would be, like, a close fight or a close game, like the like the past, these past uh, recent uh, Super Bowl, people would always reference pro wrestling. Like, oh, this is, like, pro wrestling-like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, um, they don't know it, but they would rather have they would much prefer something that feels scripted and maybe is scripted. Because right? <laughs> there's the drama exists that way. There's more drama that way. Yeah. You know. So there there are my like my feelings I've been harboring for for years and now I have this outlet. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, outlet you you are the kind of fan that we need. You and you and Rowan. So uh we, yeah. we thank you for being for understanding what it's like to be a wrestler, you know. Yes. I wish more people were like you, but sadly <laughs> they are not. All right. My uh my hot take, Naman, I would hope it's shorter. <laughs> uh all right, so I, I saw this I saw this news news, quote unquote. Article Kanina before we went on the show, before we went live. Um, people are assuming that Triple H hates Elias because Elias has been doing nothing but lose to other guys in the mid-card. And some people have also thought that Triple H never liked Elias at all, ever since the NXT days. Yeah. And to me, um I I I had also never liked Elias, you know. I thought Elias stood out uh, in a bad way from all the indie wrestlers that Triple H had signed in the mid-2010s, no NXT. So uh, you had guys like Shinsuke Nakamura, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. And then there's Elias Samson, who is pretty much a, a product of the old regime when it comes to their hiring practices of wrestlers from the scene. Right? So... This is a body guy. It seems like he was a body guy first and a wrestler second. Um, he didn't quite have that same kind of wrestling and work that the other guys in NXT had. So I always thought he was out of place and I didn't care for him much. And then he got signed. Um, he got signed to the main roster, but he got called up by that rather. And he didn't do much. He, he didn't really do it for me. I didn't like the whole singing gimmick, the whole drifter musician gimmick, which became a just downright musician. I didn't even think they did the drifter thing right. He, he was supposed to be like this, um, this tambay, this homeless tambay. But that was drifter town grasa. So it wasn't that. This guy knew how to wrestle like a pro wrestler and not, you know, like a bare, <laughs> bare knuckle fighter, which they also failed to do with, with Wade Barrett back in the day. So yeah. Um, if it feels like Triple H doesn't like Elias, there is a reason for it. But, you know, um, it's not always the good wrestlers that get over with the fans, uh, especially WWE fans. They like their characters. And if they like, if the character, if the wrestler plays the character well, then they end up liking him. But, you know, uh, it's, it's one of those things that it doesn't always compute. Like I, I've seen so many of this. I've experienced this firsthand, where uh, the wrestler isn't all that, but he's still really over with the crowd because um, there may may not have the connection. Kumbaga, it's just sad. Because it's sad for me, I guess, because I don't get it with them, but others do, 
and I guess there are some people that people I like and others don't like. So you know, um, I wish that they wouldn't they wouldn't have high expectations for Elias because he's never gonna be that guy. Like the best chance that he got was as Ezekiel. <laughs> That's why I like the <laughs> Ezekiel character so much because one, it was absurd, and second, it felt a lot more like a wrestler, and he proved that he could wrestle like a pro wrestler there. So you know, do you have any feelings about Triple H and his uh, relationship with Elias? It's a long um, uh, it was it was kind of weird when literally the first Raw under Triple H, he had Kevin Owens take out a lot Ezekiel, which was sad like, for me. Yeah, because for months, like Kevin Owens has been going back and forth with Ezekiel, and then the moment Triple H took over, he just had Kevin Owens revert back to his Price Fighter persona and just <laughs> and they written they uh wrote off uh, Ezekiel. So I, I mean to be fair, to be fair, it was during Triple H time where they formulated the Elias gimmick, but there, there's some gimmicks where the, even at the first time you see it, you'll immediately know whether this this guy would be a main eventer or not. And the gimmick that is Elias had, I just couldn't you, you couldn't see it being a main eventer guy. Like you couldn't imagine uh, uh the new WWE champion Elias, and then he like you you I couldn't picture it. So Dunpalang he was pretty much dead in the water. And then when he came over to the main roster under Vince, he actually kind of shined a little bit, little bit, and found his uh, his niche. I mean, he he was he was the guy where uh, he was a heel, and you know he they would send him out to to draw heat. Like for example, that one time where um, he he got booed so hard by the Seattle crowd because they. You know, he said he mentioned something about the Supersonics leaving, and you know they don't deserve a team. So <laughs> <laughs> he he found a really nice niche doing that, and then after that he got lost in the shuffle once again. And then they they formulated this Ezekiel gimmick, which was I, I love the Ezekiel gimmick. And then Triple H took over, then no one be glad. That's how I that's how I maybe know that maybe Triple H don't like Elias. Because they had something there with Ezekiel. <laughs> and then the moment he took over and became the head of creative, they faced him out just like that. So, you know, like we all know Elias will, at the onset of the character, will never be a main, will never be a main eventer. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> I mean, he, 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 he will never find his his niche with his uh his niche. He will never find the success as the Elias character. You know, so he, the 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 gimmick only has ceiling. So you know, you know feelings go towards the Elias character. I, you know, I just wish that the people would understand. <laughs> oh, this guy is only good. His ceiling is jobber. Okay, maybe a mid-card championship, like uh, a run, a quick run with the United States or Intercontinental Championship, and not expect him to be like this main eventer that's gonna world is gonna beat the world. But so you know, I think that's my rant. I think people should temper their expectations on what Elias could be. 
because he really isn't all that. Like, okay, it's fine to root for a, a guy who could be your personal favorite, but we have to understand that there are limitations and we have to accept that these limitations are what they are. And sometimes you can't transcend them and that's fine. I, that's something I learned in my own wrestling career. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes there are tra- limitations that just cannot be transcended. Exactly. Right. Anything else uh, um, about Elias? You're good? I'm good. Yeah, I said, uh, I said everything I need, I need to say for uh, Elias. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, and I'm going to ask about Elias. <laughs> All right, uh, that's it for our audio-only portion. Please let us know if you liked us, you know, ranting about our different feelings about wrestling, right? All right. Have a good day. day. All right, let's move on. We have four matches left on the card. Isn't it so fun when when this AEW pay-per-view only has eight matches? But uh, the last, you know, the last half isn't, uh, is no slouch or are no slouches, rather. Let's move on with the, with the next title match on the card. The four-way tag team championship match, which was decided, um, which was finalized just earlier today. So it is Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, the TNA Originals, versus the Guns, the tag team champions, versus the Acclaimed, and as of today, Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy. So, all right. Who is your pick and what do you think of this field? Couldn't they get the like the top tag teams in this match? Ooh. Like teams like uh-huh. Top Flight. No, those guys are not the top um, tag teams, to be fair. Okay, like Lucha uh-huh. Brothers. So and <laughs> like for, for a division that prides its prides itself as mm, the deepest uh tag team pool in, in all of wrestling. Um all we have for the tag team championship match at Revolution is Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy and the Guns and Jay Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Any but okay, prediction time. Any anyone but the Guns, <laughs> the Ass Boys, because I don't really, I don't really care about. Them. I like for me they are transitional title holders. And when this match was announced, I was expecting maybe FDR, maybe someone else to come in to get the belt away from the Guns, but. I don't know from this field. Uh, you know what? Give Lethal and Jarrett a bone here. <laughs> Give them the tag team titles because even though even though they Jarrett is old and Lethal is just okay, they've been so entertaining with the, the group they had with Satnam Singh and uh, Sanjay Dutt. So g- give them maybe a few months to run and then let's let's get back to like the Lucha Bros, the Young Bucks, the top light, you know. Fighting for those titles. Yeah, I actually don't know why Top Flight isn't in this match. Uh, they've been, yeah, you know, they've been busting their ass. But also, I think I said they were embroiled in the trios division. So there's a lot of cannibalism between the trios and the tag division. So when you said that this was the deepest tag division in wrestling, it kind of is true because the top teams are wrestling as trios, while the rest of the teams who are talented, the man. Like um, the guns aren't terrible; they're just not interesting. They're here in the in the in the four way, you know. Uh, I don't know why Orange Cassidy has to work double duty, but I know for a fact that Tony Khan always finds a way for Orange Cassidy to be on the show. So uh, this may be that, and because of that, I do think that Orange Cassidy and Danhausen 
have a, a legit shot at winning this because Tony Khan is really hitching his wagon to Orange Cassidy. I do actually enjoy Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, but more Jarrett than Lethal. He has been entertaining to watch for me. He has made Lethal entertaining for me. I don't know why, but it just is. But it would be okay, Sana, if either Orange Cassidy and the best friends, Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy, and or the acclaimed get the championships back. I guess. Sorry, go ahead. You know what? Have Orange and Dan Housen win, and then make the titles like the uh, the Freebird Freebird yeah, rule sure. that. Uh, all of, like the best friends <laughs> are the tag team titles, and and Chuck and Trent can defend it sometimes, and wh- whoever is available. I, I just maybe that's like the fantasy booking have in mind. If Orange and Dan House is gonna win, um, they're gonna win, but this is gonna be a free bird rule for 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 the best friends uh, as yeah. a faction. Uh, I don't think Hindi Matotolisi Orange Cassidy and Dan House, because Tony Khan really, really loves Orange Cassidy. He is on every show. He is like, he is like the <laughs> Iron Man of AEW. That guy does not get a break. Glendale, uh, yeah, Tama. Andrade was injured. He tore his pec. So there's that. Or it's his bicep, I think. But so something was torn. So that's why we don't have Andrade. It could have been Roosh and, you know, Preston Vance. But I guess the world isn't ready for Pedro Peligroso. All right, uh, who are your picks again? Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. I'll pick. <laughs> I'll pick Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen just for the lulls. All right, um, let's move on to the next slide, if you will. John Moxley versus Hangman Adam Page. Again, another another feud that has been going all the way, but this is. A lot more palatable, I think, than uh, Christian versus Jack Perry. So I think this is like the Pinaha match to end this entire feud. Hangman won the last one, but he didn't win it in a satisfactory way. Um, he wants the thrill of the decisive finish, I guess. This, uh, it's a Texas death match, right? Right. That gives Moxley a, le- a legit excuse to bleed organically, I guess. Um, I don't know who I want to win this match. I am a John Moxley guy. I believe he should always be winning. But it's, you know, these are two stars that should be winning. Shouldn't should none of them should be losing. You know, who do you think is gonna take this? The Texas death match has been Hangman's signature match uh in AEW. I don't think he has lost the Texas death match. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think he has lost. Uh, yeah, that might he be won right. against yeah. Lance, uh, Lance Archer, and I think he also won one against I don't know who. Maybe it was Adam Cole or something. But the point stands. He hasn't lost the Texas Death Match, so I'm going with Hangman here. And also for Mox, I, I want Mox to just take a break. I don't know. Like maybe he Fico ayon yung magbashon, pero he kind of needs to. Like dude, he he's supposed to take a vacation last year. And because of the whole, you know, all a brawl out situation, he, <laughs> he, you know, he's he he stayed uh, he stayed working. But now I don't think there's a need for John Moxley right now in AEW TV. Like the way things are, he could he could take he could take a break. For, like if, if you would ask me, he, he could really use a long break just to, you know, just it's because he he deserves it. He's been carrying AEW. 
since the pandemic and the dude deserves some vacation time. So I'm going to put over Hangman here and Jax and Max could take a break. Yeah, now that you mention it, um, I do think they are setting up for a big Hangman comeback win. Like he has been having, he had a shitty 2022, <laughs> you know. Uh, he was champion for the first <laughs> half of it and then uh, the CM Punk politicking happened, which I believe really happened because I wouldn't put it past Punk to be, you know, to politic Hangman out of the championship. Glendale, uh, I still don't think BCC is a heel. I think they're just really, really tweener and there's, they're not explicitly heels. They're just really uh, jerks who could still be good guys, but not good guys at the moment, if that makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah, so again, let's, let's move toward the Hangman win. I think that's going to be the thing here. That I think this is his redemption story. And Maybe John Moxley will take that vacation. Maybe he won't. Maybe he'll team up with the with he'll go back to teaming up with the Blackpool Combat Club and do something else. Who knows? I do know that Hangman does kind of deserve to get back in AEW's good graces. Right. Second to the last match. Next slide, please, Babyface producer Julio. The three-way for the AEW Women's Championship. This is the only women's match on the card because uh, we are cutting for time. Because we absolutely must have Christian versus Jungle Boy on the show. <laughs> but okay, because they haven't been really putting an effort into uh, Jade Cargill's story. So I guess instead of forcing a, a really shallow Jade Cargill story for the TBS championship, they just do this and load the card with Soraya, Jamie, and Ruby. So oh, I'm going to come out with it. I think uh, Jamie is retaining. I don't think Soraya is really in here to to win the championship. I could be wrong, though. It could be uh, Ruby Soho eating the pin for Soraya, but I think they have struck gold with Jamie Hayter. What do you think? Yeah, Jamie Hayter by far has been the best women's champion they ever had. So I'm all in with the Jamie Hayter win here. Uh, I wish it could have been just Tony Storm instead of Soraya, but I guess... Uh, there's a story here to tell. I don't know what story it is uh, as of this moment. But again, I think th- there's going to be some progression that's going to happen here. And But uh, as far as the match is concerned, Jamie Hayter could have Yeah, win. but you know, um, I think there is also a good chance that Soraya wins this. Because it is Soraya. She is still a big star, even though the people have turned on her. Uh, who knows, you know? Uh, I do want Jamie Hader to win. All right. So again, last match on the card, the 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 matchup that people have been waiting for this entire time. MJF versus Brian Danielson for the AEW World Championship in a 60-minute Iron Man match. So a lot to unpack here. First, I want to talk about the segment that happened earlier today to close this episode of AEW Dynamite. That was really, really good. For once, we didn't get the usual Maxwell bullshit. We just had Dragon out there just staking his claim and saying the word fuck. Mami, bad word cha. So I, I wasn't expecting that. It was like, um, for those of you who watch Breaking Bad, they're allowed to use fuck once per season. So that felt like, this felt like uh, uh, their single use of the word for this year. So that was pretty cool. That was uh, that was the, the Brian promo that we all needed. He kind of saved this because Brian had been carrying this entire feud. Anything that involves him 
in this entire storyline was the best thing. And anything that involved MJF was kind of uh, 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 was kind of a miss, to be honest with you. You know, and although this is me being worked, I do believe that Brian was telling the truth when he said that uh, that's the reason why anyone should ng ex fiance niya, right? Because either MJF really is a dick in real life, or he's so committed to playing the character that it's all he does and it's how he behaves and that's how he acts uh, outside of wrestling, you know. So, yeah. Uh, what do you think? Are we getting the feel bad moment after Brian's entire uh, journey to get here after completing his his five labors, his seven labors at that? To, to earn that championship match, is it all going to come to MJF just coming away and retaining the championship? Um, siguro, yes, pero, you know, I, I, I want Brian to win. I, I want Brian to At the beginning of the feud, I always thought this is just going to be, oh, uh, Brian's putting, me, putting him over. First, like, first legit, uh, long-term feud as a champion. So I think, so I, I felt like Ryan was just there to put him over. And then the feud happened. And throughout the feud, slowly, week by week, I was changing my opinion and say, maybe I want Brian to win this championship because MJF is doing nothing for me. This main has felt flat. It's really felt flat because when I'm character development as a champion. He, he's, just, he's just the same guy as before. This is why I really wish we could have seen the anti-hero slash face MJF that they teased uh, before Full Gear. Because at least there's a new layer of the MJF character that we could have seen while he's having his first championship reign. But now, because we have seen this guy do his shtick, for the last three years, even though this is only his first title reign, Piliko na umay nako. It feels it feels like this title reign has gone longer than it actually is. So, I as as much as my wrestling logic, because this is this is his first title, legit. I mean, it wasn't his first title defense, but this is his first feud. Wrestling logic says he's going to win. But in my feelings, in my heart of heart, I don't want to see this reign go any longer because what I, he, the, the reign does nothing for me. So wrestling mind, MJF, but my feelings as an AW fan, I want Brian to win. Because again, Brian is one of the best in the world. He deserves a championship at least. Uh, before he retires. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, I don't. I, I never wanted to say it because he was doing so much good work last year. But MJF has become lazy. Like he, it's okay to rely on your strengths. But he just, you know, when presented the opportunity to do better, he just wanted to default to the thing that he was really good at, which was being the heel. So uh, normally that will be okay. But also they started telling this nice story of that that teased him to be something more to hash to have some actual character development and he turned that down 
uh, either Tony Khan turned that down for him because he liked MJF, but I do believe that MJF just really wanted to be the asshole and the bugsakalooban yeah to try and play the babyface. Like he, it seems like he couldn't do it genuinely, and he doesn't want to try doing it genuinely because maybe he's just really an asshole in real life, you know. Maybe that's why his ex left him. Uh, sayang lang, because I don't want to call him bad. He's not bad. He's good at what he does, but he's just really, really lazy. And ito pala yung sinasabi nila na, ano, na nakakainis ka when you don't step out of your comfort zone. You know, uh, he could have been so good. And even, you know, even Ric Flair had to be a good guy sometime, you know. Um he wasn't always uh, his nature boy gimmick. So if MJF really wants to count himself as a legit elite top guy in the business, not just in AEW, but in the business, he really should be learning how to and willing to learn how to adjust and show a new side of him. I guess that was, that was the whole thing. This kind of also extends to Daniel Garcia, but I think that was a choice that they made for him. And not him uh, making it for himself, you know. Sayang lang. Uh, it's just, it's just really bad. Uh, I agree with you in that. I really want Danielson to win. I think a lot of people want Danielson to win because he is really just the most compelling thing about this feud, and he can't help but to be the most compelling thing about whatever he's involved in. So, I think this would be the equivalent. Of Sammy losing at Elimination Chamber, if if MJF ended up winning, like I hope that Tony Khan saw that yung nangyari sa Elimination Chamber and kind of learned from it. He knew he knows about this. He knows how to please the he knows how to please the audience. But I hope that he saw that and learned that people really just want a good ending, uh, especially when you condition them to believe that they're getting that good ending. So I hope that he pulls the trigger on this. I hope that he realizes that there needs to be a reset here. So let's let's hope that we're getting something that we did not predict when we made these predictions. So yeah, that is it. That is it for our Revolution 2023 predictions. Um it didn't go as long as we normally do when it comes to predicting AEW shows. So that's good. All right. Uh, we don't do picks of the week anymore here on the stream as we've been doing for the past month. If you have not heard our picks of the week for this week, I highly suggest that you go and do it because we really had fun doing these episodes. You know, we get a lot more time to break them, to break down the segments and matches and content that we like from the past week. And for this week, Shepard, we're going to do that on, on Tuesday. You'll hear it on Tuesday. And uh, we encourage you to leave your own picks of the week on, when we post it on our Facebook. All right. So before we get out of here, we will also have an audio-only episode. We're trying something different here on the audio-only bonus discussion that you'll be hearing when you download this on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We will be giving out a few hot takes and uh, we will uh, get some things off of our chests, you know, not necessarily related to um, to what's happening right now or the big issues or the big events of the current uh, of the current week. But, you know, we'll just be talking about some stuff that um, that is bugging us, if you will. Uh, 
All right. Before we get out of here, uh, Emil, do you have anything to plug? Uh, just follow me on my uh, TikTok page, uh, EML underscore Meister22. Uh, just, I just post uh, sports opinions there sometimes, uh, uh, wrestling opinions as well. As much as possible, your wrestling opinions I just want to say on this show. Uh, but yeah, follow me on TikTok. Uh, also on Twitter at the email underscore mice. All right. Uh, as for me, it is time for our newest batch of action novella tapings for the month for the for the opening of the of this year's season of MWF. Um, our tickets for this Sunday's tapings are sold out, unfortunately, but you can still watch it uh, when it comes out online. When you sign up for our gank, when you subscribe to gank. It is only ten dollars, uh, or around um, five hundred or six hundred seven six hundred something pesos. Uh, you get access to the newest episodes and previous episodes of Action Nevada TV and our live events, our big live events. So, if you want to support local wrestling and your local wrestlers, all you got to do is sign up at ManilaWrestling.com. Please do support it if you can spare the extra cash. Um, Congrats, pala, the sold, selling out, out the uh, yeah. venue. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank venue. you, man. Uh, good luck on Kasaysayan. Thank you, uh, Julian. Uh, we hope to see you there. Uh, Sana, you can, you guys can make it. Um, you know, uh, it would be really fun to have us there. We'll be doing it in a new venue, Fitness Playground PH, uh, near uh, in Quezon City, I believe, near Tandangsora, near Congressional Avenue. So if you can, if you are going, we will see you there. I will see you there. And you know you might find some surprises along the way, and also uh, please follow us on TikTok at Wrestling Two X Pod uh, to you know get our latest. We'll post clips from the podcast. We'll try to post highlights from the shows, um, and also follow us at Wrestling Two X Pod on Twitter, at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast on Instagram, at the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast on Facebook, and all that good stuff. Yeah, that's pretty much it. On behalf of Emil. Ash and our missing co-host for today, Stan, Chino, Rowan, Ash, and the good boys and girls of Podcast Network Asia, who are doing their best to give you this great content and make us sound good as well. Uh, thank you so much for working so hard behind the scenes. All right, that's it for this week's episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast live stream. We are out of here. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.